Welcome to the Pilot Podcast, where we watch the pilot episodes of TV shows and answer your question, should I watch this? Oh, you put some stank on it. My name is Me Too. And my name is BJ. And this week we're watching the NBC drama, The In-Between. So stay tuned to find out if Me Too talks to a little ghost girl. I don't. She's not going to admit to it. Beach, can you share a quick recap of this pilot episode? Sure. So The In-Between is a procedural cop slash partnering with the cop and detective show and it follows Cassie Bedford and Cassie has this special ability where she can communicate with the dead so she can see ghosts she can also have visions and dreams of people who have died and it's a blessing and a curse the blessing part is her detective stepfather can take advantage of her ability to communicate with the dead to solve crimes and the curse is she's often haunted by ghosts such as this young girl named Abigail and then this serial killer, the Peter Rabbit serial killer. So it's like a mixed bag. And she's trying to deal with her life as just being a bartender. Maybe she's going to have a love interest because her dad has a new partner who moved from LA and is a former FBI agent. Don't know why you go from the FBI to just being a normal detective. We'll find out more later. And so the whole premise is, can she use her powers to solve these murders? Also, while helping some people who are stuck in the in-between, so ghosts who have not passed over completely, can she help them solve their their own problems and help them move on. Thanks, Speech. Lots of plot points, which we'll get into in our review. How did you feel about this pilot? I thought it was much darker than I was expecting for NBC mystery drama. Same. It was scary. Yeah. I guess that explains why they're airing it at 10 o'clock rather than earlier. True. Put the kids to sleep before you watch this show. I do appreciate that they are taking the darker twist since it is involving ghosts and all of these ghosts really do have some messed up history. And I think that fits in with the tone that they're setting. However, I was a little disappointed in the actual mystery murder case part of the show. I found Cassie's storylines and her supernatural adventures and elements much more interesting than Detective Tom and his partner, former agent Damien, solving murders. That's interesting you say that. I found that Cassie was made to be potentially intentionally boring. Mm -hmm. It feels like she's a vessel. She's a vessel for these spirits. She's a vessel to solve her stepfather Tom's crimes and help his partner Damien as well. She just feels empty. She feels like someone who is carrying things along for other people. And so so I feel the reason the show has these scarier moments or these moments where she embodies someone being murdered or solving a mystery is because otherwise her storyline would be so uninteresting. And so that's the razzle dazzle that they put on her is these flashbacks and flash forwards and predictions and ghost memories. Otherwise, I think if you just look at her, she's not that interesting, which is a shame because I think the character has the potential clearly to be very interesting if you speak to dead people and help them move along their way. And I thought the actress was quite charming. I agree. I think the character of Cassie is boring, Mm -hmm. but I think everything that's happening around her and 
everything connected to her is interesting. And I do think the actress does a good job with what she's given. We quickly find out in the opening of the pilot that she's really trying to avoid the supernatural side of her life. So she's even drinking to the point where she's forgetting about what's happening. So I do see how the writers have put in this dead, boring aspect to her personality because she's also trying to not be that invested in what's happening. I see. I still think there's room to make her even funnier and goofier Mm -hmm. because it feels like the actress is trying to make space for that for the character maybe i'm imagining her as Liv from iZombie because these are both australian actresses who are playing (laughs) charming kind of supernatural beings who help solve crimes but i just want a little bit more from how they are currently framing cassie but again i think the actress is doing a great job yeah it would benefit to let her have a light-hearted b plot in an episode agreed which is funny because she's the a plot but her abilities really are the a plot did you find any chemistry between her and damien i felt like they potentially might be teasing something but i don't want to give any spoilers away it seems like he has some other stuff going on at the end of the episode is revealed so i wasn't sure but i thought i felt a vibe between the two of them yeah i remember you mentioned that when they were at the bar in a scene i didn't pick up on it but because of that scene at the end that you're hinting at i now see that as a potential plot line just to make things complicated and messy for everyone. That makes sense. How do you feel about her stepdad putting her in danger? Even he said that if he could take the ability away from her, he would, but she helped save lives. But I still can't fathom intentionally putting her in these dangerous situations. Yeah, it felt like he was giving mixed messages throughout the episode where he definitely wanted her help. And then he's like, oh, I need to protect my daughter. Don't want her to do this. Oh, but can you tell me if you recognize this woman or this guy? I think the detective side of his life and the parental side of his life are at odds. And that that is just going to be a back and forth that he'll have to deal with. But I think if he had to choose, he would want to take her powers away for her own benefit. I believed him when he told Brian, his partner, who called him out on using Cassie's abilities, that he would take away her powers if he could. Yeah, and if we chime back into iZombie tropes, he would be the equivalent of Clive. And I think Clive has always been supportive of Liv becoming human, even though that would mean his job would be harder, but it would benefit someone he cares about. True. You can tell there's real love there. There's more chemistry between Liv and Clive, though, than between Cassie and Tom. You know, maybe just got to build up to it. Maybe they have some history that we're going to have to dive into. Mm, like a strained stepfather relationship. Which leads me to my next question. Does it feel like they're trying to introduce a lot of stories in this pilot? So many. We had the murder. We had Abigail. We have the Peter Rabbit killer. We have this new agent, Damien, who just popped up into Tom's life. We have Damien's own personal life that we have to deal with. There were so many plots and it ended on a cliffhanger and it's already a one hour show. I was hoping for more predictability. There was already a lot of predictability with the kooky lead who sees dead people, her straight-laced 
cop partner, aka her dad, his young hotshot partner. There are all of these predictable elements in the show, but I feel procedurals should be easier to watch. I should be able to turn my brain off and not be like, who is that? Wait, what's going on? We talked about this in our review of The Big Bang Theory, where there are just certain shows that I don't want to expend too much mental energy on. And this is one of them. And the creator, Moira Curland, who wrote the in-between pilot, was a writer and producer on Medium as well as Castle. Mm -hmm. So I feel like she's done this before. Give us that straightforward, fun show we want with a scary twist. I definitely agree. They should have been more focused, put just more emphasis on the murder of the week or the mystery at hand. And I think what they're struggling with is that with all of these side plots, it's not really going into the same direction. It doesn't seem to be building up to anything because I think of another show with a similar genre, True Calling, where she could talk to dead people. Same setup of trying to solve their mystery of their murders. But everything unrelated to the murder in that show was building this greater mythology behind her abilities. And so I think all of the B plots in this show should really focus more on how is she going to use her psychic powers to help people move on or maybe look more into why does she have these psychic powers versus just setting up all these smaller plots that haven't really led anywhere yet except for with Abigail where there's some closure that's very dark and if these plots were leading to something bigger we should have had some indication of that in the pilot Mm -hmm. it felt like this pilot episode was written trusting that we would want to stick around versus trying to vie for our attention or compel us to watch more. That's the other issue I have with Cassie not being that interesting a character and just focusing on her abilities is the reason something like Castle works or Medium, you fell in love with the lead person solving the crimes. That's why these procedurals work. Mm -hmm. People love Olivia Benson. People love Monk. People love Sean Spencer on Psych. People fall in love with the character and are excited to see how they reach this conclusion. Or you feel strongly about them in the other direction like a house where that's a procedural where the person is a darker character that you learn to love or at least be very interested in and I just didn't feel compelled by Cassie or all of these different plot lines in this episode because I just didn't understand what the payoff would be and I thought we should have had at least some nice hint of that in this pilot I agree I don't think she has the lovability factor yet and she doesn't have to be lovable but at least interesting yeah she doesn't draw your attention to her. It's just what is happening to her. And I think it would have helped at least make this pilot more interesting if she was actively involved in the murder, like going with Tom and Damien. Yeah. But she herself is not an amateur detective, which is fine. But then that doesn't really leave her with much of an interesting plot line. And I think they're going to have to do some work to prove why this show is worth watching when so many other shows have existed with this same premise. Yeah, it's a crowded genre of very specifically woman with ability to talk to dead people to solve murders. Yes, or Long Island medium. Yeah, psychic women. My mama loves the Long Island medium. She doesn't believe it. I mean, I don't want to 
yaka yum if someone does believe in her. But my mother just loves that hair and those nails <laughs> and that accent. And we can really sit down and watch that show for a while. I mean, it's a continuing trope all the way back to like Miss Cleo. People love getting answers from the beyond. Did you know that Miss Cleo was not West Indian or Jamaican? Yeah, she set it all up and people bought into it. What is so funny about that is when I was a kid, I thought of her as West Indian or Jamaican. Mm -hmm. But when you watch it back now, that accent is bad. It's like Tay Diggs's accent in How Stella Got Her Groove Back. It's like, how did I buy this as a youth? I won't do it, but it's like if I try to break out a Jamaican accent right now. I'll have to look up a YouTube clip because I have not heard her voice since the 90s. It's so funny. Honestly, you have to look it up. I could not more strongly recommend that to our listeners as well. It's wild that we bought it. We are all ignorant people. <laughs> <laughs> that can be my takeaway. BJ, did you know another show with a crime-fighting ghost whisperer, Medium, was based on a real woman's life? Her name is Allison Dubois. Color me Casper because I'm shocked. While you get some color back in your face, I'm excited to share that this episode is brought to you by Audible, where you can find a selection of Allison Dubois books, including Into the Dark, Talk to Me, Secrets of the Monarch, and more. That's a spooky good deal. You can find those books or any others at audibletrial.com slash thepilotpod. You'll get a free 30-day trial membership, be able to browse their amazing selection of audio programs, and pick a title to download free and start listening. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash thepilotpod. Happy listening! And now back to our show. I have a question. Did you think this was too dark for its audience? Because I know there were some scenes that were creepy that you didn't like, but there were also some very dark story elements as well. I don't think this show was too dark for a 10 p.m. slot. Mm -hmm. People watch shows like this all the time with supernatural or paranormal elements that have some elements of horror. Is it for me? I don't want to spoil my rating, but I don't really like scary things. And I certainly don't tune into network TV to watch scary things. Mm -hmm. But I don't think it was so much scarier than what we're used to seeing on television. They're certainly pushing the envelope, though. Some of that imagery there there is a death involving hurting someone's eyes and that yeah. was tough to watch. I ended up looking away as soon as I thought they would be back on screen every single time. I was also put off by the storyline. There's a young girl who's a ghost, Abigail, and she talks about threatening an infant and goes into detail of like what she would do to this infant as well. And the way that she resolves some of that anger that she's experiencing over her death is also very dark. Especially that Cassie waves, smiles, and like, okay, you're good. Glad I could help. Yes, you're right. The solution was dark, but also the way they sort of virtually high-fived over it. Like, you got this, girl. Go exact your revenge was strange. Although, to be honest, I think if either of us were in Cassie's position, we would probably do whatever we can to get these ghosts to leave us alone. I would keep Abigail happy because clearly she has a little streak in her that mm -hmm. predisposed exposes itself to violence. And so I'd be like, go ahead and hurt all these other people that aren't me. Exactly. Who do you want to hurt today? Not me. Go ahead, girl. You do you. I'll drive you. Oh, you could float? Okay. I'll meet you there. <laughs> Ooh, 
Why do you think Damien Asante went from Ivy League grad FBI agent to detective? Is he a detective or is he a police officer now? I'm not sure. He just works for police department now. Got it. What do you think happened for that fall? Yeah, that is actually a good question. Thank you. The fact that I didn't really think about that until now also shows some weaknesses in the show. But (laughs) I think he made a mistake that hurt a certain someone who you see towards the end of the episode. And I think that mistake on the job that put someone's life at risk is what caused him to, I'm assuming he resigned from the FBI or was given the opportunity to resign, if you know what I'm saying. I see. I think another option is he could be suspicious of someone or something and he might be embedding himself there for that reason. Oh, a mole. I think it all still has to do with someone he visits at the end of the episode that it's not quite a reveal. I'm not sure what to do with that cliffhanger. We don't know yet. But something clearly happened to that person and maybe that mystery will be solved for Damien in Seattle. I think you're on to something because we do see him investigating the Peter Rabbit killer looking through some of those old interview videos. True. He is interested in something. So maybe he is there for a specific reason. Hmm, spooky. Okay, Beach, do you have any other thoughts on NBC's The In-Between? Are you ready to rate? Let's go into our rating. What would you give The In-Between? You know I hate to give this rating. Ooh. But I just can't see myself watching this, you know, to channel the language of someone who can see into the future and into the past. There isn't a timeline where I see myself sitting down and watching this because they just didn't grab me with that first episode. Mm -hmm. I kept seeing natural stopping points where I thought they could have sped up the plot a little bit, punched it up, and even kept it at 22 minutes instead of an hour. Mm -hmm. I think if you want a fun procedural, I would obviously go to the classics, Castle, Psych, Monk. True Calling. True Calling. Murder She Sat Down and She Wrote, as RuPaul says. If you want fun women-led mystery things, these are corny, but I love the Hallmark movies and mystery series. The Haley Dean mysteries are fantastic. There's a new one called The Crossword Mysteries. Picture Perfect Mysteries is about to come out starring Alexa Vega from Spy Kids and her husband. iZombie season one and two. There's a lot of stuff out there if you want to watch procedurals that are paranormal, not paranormal, just funny. I would just point you in the direction of many other options. But given they introduce so many plot points, maybe at some point it becomes interesting and there is a payoff. I just didn't see it in this pilot episode, so it didn't compel me to keep watching. I couldn't in good faith recommend our listeners watch this show as well. Wow. So you will not be watching. Don't make me feel bad. What's your rating? My rating is would read weekly recaps. Oh, okay. I like the concept. Like we mentioned before, we both watch shows that have this similar paranormal mystery solving setup. We love iZombie. We do. This is appealing, but this first episode did feel a little too slow and a little too spread out plot wise. To be honest, listeners, while we were watching, I think we got to the last 15 minutes and I just couldn't focus completely, even though they were wrapping up the murder. And so I would want to read some recaps until I really see that they've either tightened up the plot or something really interesting is going on with Cassie's abilities 
movies and then I might drop back in casually. Mm. But this is something I don't feel I want to invest too much time into. I also want to recommend Morning Show Mysteries on Hallmark Movies and Mysteries <laughs> channel. I just couldn't let this review continue without shouting out my girl Holly Robinson Pete because she is crushing that series. That you and all the moms are watching. Okay, well, let's calm down on that. Go ahead and tell them where to find other episodes of the Pilot Pod feed. You can find more episodes at thepilotpodcast.com and you can subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, and Spotify. And please be sure to leave us a five-star rating and review. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at the Pilot Pod. You can like us on Facebook at the Pilot Podcast. You can send episode recommendations, questions, feedback. Ghost stories. Ghost stories, but address those specifically to BJ. I don't want to be scared in the subject line. Say, scary ghost story, BJ's eyes only, and then you won't give me nightmares to askthepilotpodcast at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.